0: Welcome to another episode of Free Basketball Grizzlies Edition. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented by The Lead Sports Media. Today, we talk Mavericks and Grizzlies with the lovely Lauren Gunn. We get into the play-in controversy, under-the-radar players. Chris Sasspor, Luca Luka, Magic, there is so much we talk about, and you're going to really enjoy this episode because Lauren is amazing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the interview this week. Please enjoy. All right, today we have a good one. Our interview this week is the co-host of Blue Hardwood with Brian Zillam. I butchered his name, so I had to put his name in there. Uh, she is also has another podcast she does with her brother, Grant. They call it The Gunshot. You can follow that at The Gunshot. She is uh, busier. Keep. I, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. She's also a contributor for SB Nation's Mavs Moneyball at Mavs Moneyball. And she is trying to figure out what side is the debits and the credits. She doesn't know (laughs) if she wants to keep it in the black or red, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's pursuing her master's in accounting as we speak. That's right. He is Lauren Gunn. What's up, Lauren?
1: <laughs> hey, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. I, I have been waiting to, to get to talk to you because we always talk. We always talk Maz, we always talk Memphis, we always talk hoops. So I am very excited to finally sit down and have a conversation with you.
0: Yeah, so me and Lauren met on uh, the locker room. And so um, we've had a lot of good discussions. Her rooms are always better than mine. Uh, anytime oh, I have no. one uh, no. and better probably than most people. Uh, I was talking to my wife. She was like, so who are you interviewing? And I was like, listen, she's awesome. Um, She's very good. She is well beyond her time, uh, knowledge-wise. But um, as you'll learn in in this podcast, uh, the listeners of the Free Basketball Podcast, uh, you'll learn that she will be your favorite after this. And I hope (laughs) you go follow her. She does talk Mavs, but she does a little bit more than that on the gunshot. So uh, well, very well-rounded. But I want to make sure we don't take our time. We're going to go ahead and get in clutch time. Lauren, are you ready for clutch time?
1: I think so. I think I'm ready.
0: All right. Very easy. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, Uh, 10 to 12, depending on how long we go. Um, And you can can give me one word, two words, uh, whatever you want. I only have one rule. If you give me a story, Mm -hmm. it can't be a terrible story.
1: Okay. I want good
0: stories only. Good stories only. bad stories for another day.
1: We'll do. I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) No pressure at all. All right. So, um, because we've never had a woman on here okay. i want to open up clutch time with one that was given by either my wife or our, uh, one of our best friend couples uh they came up they always help me with these questions but let's go ahead nice. and get into it first question today would you rather have a bad hair day or a bad makeup day
1: Oh, I would rather have a, probably a bad makeup day. There's something about if you have your, your hair, it's like, you can't, you just know that it's bad. And so there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And it just sits with you. So I'd have to say bad makeup. All
0: right. And, and somebody actually gave me a good answer. One time we were asking a few friends and they said, well, you have a mask right now, so you can kind of cover up.
1: That's also very true. That is a great, that's a great response. There you go.
0: All right. So uh, one fad, you rocked the hardest oh boy mm, that's so hard i'm not really like a
1: fad person i'd have to say oh god and i'm
0: not either and
1: yeah i'm we, really not
0: yeah the only thing i would say is uh, tennis shoes of some sort like bad ones you know that nobody yeah. likes i, I like them f-
1: i feel like the whole when skinny jeans really came around back when who knows when that was but yep. i was like I stuck with that and I ran with it and like some there's now like they're now mom jeans and like all these different types of jeans but I'm sticking <laughs> with the skinny jeans so if there's anything it's that that's like the only fad that I even remotely stick to I'm pretty 80s music band tees and like Nike shorts and like just basic stuff <laughs> it's funny. probably
0: bad but that's what it is well do you have a fad that you've seen in the past that mm-hmm. you wish would come back?
1: Um, I do, definitely. I really like, um, I really, this is really weird and specific, and I, I never played varsity sports, which is funny, but um, you know how they had those, they were like sweaters that had like the two stripes and then like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love oh, those.
0: That's, that's definitely 80s.
1: I absolutely love those. I love a lot of like 80s fashion and and, and just st- the style back then. I think it was just, it was awesome. So I would love for like an 80s revamp or just bring it bring it on down or bring it back because I just, lo- I love the 80s. I, I feel like that was probably the time, the right time for me, but here we are.
0: Yeah, that's it. That, I'm an 80s baby, so I, I feel you. Um, all right, let's keep on going. Uh, talent you discovered during quarantine.
1: Uh, patience. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, pro- I would have to say patience because I actually, I, so I, I go to school in San Marcos, uh, like South of, uh, Austin. And so when quarantine hit, I went back home to, to Dallas to be with my family and, um, it was just a same thing for everybody, like same thing day in and day out. And so I was very lucky to, to not get the coronavirus, but yeah. it was, it was very hard to like, keep your, your mind like um stimulated but also right. just not go crazy like the same thing everybody else dealt with but yeah so i i would have to say patience would would be what i discovered
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well do you have a nickname
1: i do i do so some some people okay i have kind of some people call me l gun i don't know why okay yeah some people just call me gun my family if they listen to this they're gonna be like why would you say that they call me Pip. Pip. I don't know why. That's just what they call me. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest, but okay. I don't remember or where did it come from? I don't remember where it came from, but that's my nickname in my family. So <laughs> L gun or Pip.
0: Well, yeah, everybody has family <laughs> nicknames and my daughters now are like, why do they, why does your mom call you mm-hmm.
1: that?
0: I'm like, well, because she's called me that yeah. since I was a baby. Um, but anyway, all right. Exactly. Let's keep... So you get it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, bucket list item of yours. Just one.
1: Oh man, um, courtside at an NBA game. I think that will be hmm. uh, a life-changing experience because I have some words for the <laughs> officials of these days.
0: <laughs> well, you, you're not going to be able to enjoy it if you get kicked out. So you have to like- I won't get what? kicked
1: out. I'll have to walk the fine line. And yeah. I have yelled at referees before. doesn't really go well because they look at me and they see like a child. They, they view me as a child. And so Perfect. they they don't really care about what I have to say but it doesn't stop me from yelling
0: hey, I hear you I, I hate the refs I'm with you um <laughs> hate all right let's get uh let's get to a little bit of basketball uh mm-hmm. three-pointer or dunk oh three-pointer which
1: is yeah my family like we're we're basketball family but we're all we were all shooters and so really? definitely weren't dunkers but <laughs> I we we all kind of had range like we had range, really? but there's no defense involved, it's just <laughs> range, and that's it. So, definitely threes.
0: All right, then what is your personal favorite sports moment uh, of all time? Doesn't have to be My- yours in general, but I'm saying just you know, whether you've seen whatever.
1: Mm, I'd have to say, um, that's really tough. Like, the easy answer is the 2011 Mavs Championship but i i kind of lean and this might this might come off weird but dirk's uh final game Mm. and when all those people all those greats came out and surprised him and gave him like a farewell speech and he was like announced that he was done even though everyone knew he was done um like the magnitude of that moment and in watching it my, my brother and my dad were there i was not but watching it and knowing that they were there and just like thinking about how much how incredible that moment was. It was, it was just something that meant so much to me and and the city of Dallas. So probably that.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. This might piggyback on that, but favorite athlete of all time in any sport.
1: I have to, yeah, I have to say Dirk, which is obviously the easy answer, but he's just, he's such a good, he's such a good role model, like on and off the, off the court. So he, he gets,
0: he just gets
1: all the praise because (laughs) he is that dude. If you're from Dallas, he's that
0: dude. Is there another person that's close to second in there?
1: Mm, close to second favorite. The question was favorite athlete of all time. Yeah,
0: favorite athlete of all time. Is there? So obviously mm-hmm. Dirk is an easy one. Uh, yes, and Dirk that, is an easy one. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. But mm-hmm. is there somebody else that you're like? You know what? That's really my my go-to. And if you don't, that's fine.
1: Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's. I pretty much stick with the basketball players. There, there are definitely athletes that I am amazed by what they do, like Serena Williams is yeah. like, wow. Uh, she's just, she does so many amazing things and pushes so many boundaries that I, I just, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, but I think within the basketball, uh, just because I feel like I know so much more about basketball players, I'd have to say um, probably Kobe, just because yeah. he had such a significant impact on so many young people and it's crazy to me that anyone any place anytime will throw anything at a trash can and will say kobe that's crazy to me to have that kind of impact on the world on every single person. like it's crazy yeah. so uh i just i love him for for so many more reasons than that right, but, but he just i just uh, i love kobe
0: yeah he, he's a global icon the bean is amazing i have a pair mm-hmm. of um uh, oh, nice. Kobe's behind me uh for sure uh, all right so let's keep going um mm-hmm. last three. I like these, these are fun yeah favorite sports movie
1: Favorite sports um, movie. Mm, that's tough.
0: See, that's tough for me because I'm that's not a big really movie tough. buff, mm-hmm. um, but I, I love a good movie. It's just like, all right, where do I, I, I got to use my brain. Um, yeah. I have a big one. Uh, <laughs> I, I have struggle.
1: to say. I have to say Like Mike, which is probably, <laughs> I might get some blowback on that, but we watched that movie so many times in my household, and I can't tell you, um, there are two songs from that movie, like, there's the the main one that everyone knows, yeah. and then they're, the song that they play in the credits, My Family, like, when, anytime those songs come on, like, it's just pure nostalgia it's i that we have seen that movie so so many times so i I probably would say like mike just for i mean between that and space jam just for like the childhood purposes there are so many great sports movies but i do appreciate the those two i gotta say all
0: right since you are um, a woman in sports and Mm -hmm. i want to hear exactly who this might be because i have mine but we're from different you know we're we're little apart on age Mm -hmm. who is your favorite Sports TV personality, like Doris Burke. Okay, I, I figured it would be, mm-hmm. um, and she is definitely top up there. Yeah, um, for me, it's Stuart Scott. Loved him on ESPN. Uh, mm, he, he was he awesome. Was, he's still my favorite, I, and yes. no matter you know, even though he's not around anymore. Uh, but right. I, I was hoping you would say Doris. Um, yeah, yeah, she, she's amazing. So, when you saw her growing up, and and we'll mm-hmm. get to the last question real quick. Uh, is there anything that just like did that make you want to get more into basketball is that
1: maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of the push yeah definitely she is amazing I what I love about her is that when she is calling a game or reporting on the sidelines whatever she's doing she is very like she uses her her personality so much in, in how she does things and she's so um just herself. She, it's not like she's trying to please the audience or, or, or you know, worship the player, whoever she's talking to. She is doing her job and she's just, she's so unique to me. And I love, yeah. I, I personally love hearing her call games. When I know that she's calling a game, I get so excited because the things that she says, one, I feel like she's actually, she doesn't just watch a couple of teams. I feel like she actually right. really knows what's going on. And I'm just, I'm such a big fan of hers and she never, I don't really feel like she ever takes any crap. Like if anyone, right. she's just, I, I'm such a big fan of hers. And I think a lot of people are, and and it wasn't always like that. And no. so that's definitely also a big reason that why she is such an inspiration for me.
0: Yeah. She's broken down many barriers. Um, mm-hmm. she's the goat of announcing if, if in mm-hmm. my opinion, uh, because she is so good and it's crazy so that now you have a woman that Mm -hmm. most men, women, I I could see that, you know, women, you know, would support women. I get that, but there's a lot of men that have her as one of the top, you know, if not the top um, especially announcers commentators anywhere. So, all right, let's get into the last one. Uh, This is my actual favorite question. Take Mm -hmm. it as you want, but you're starting a business uh, or you're taking over a business uh, NBA team, whatever, you know, let your mind go wild. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what four other people do you bring in to run it with you and why?
1: okay i love this question wow i'm bringing my brother okay. because
0: shout, our, out grant.
1: shout out grant our our knowledge kind of uh it's, it's almost like complimentary like there are certain i'm player personnel he is also player personnel but he's very <laughs> uh knowledgeable when it comes to financial rules cap stuff he knows that stuff way
0: better than i ever will
1: um yeah. who else um <laughs> Oh my gosh. I try gosh. not to
0: help in this segment because I, so when I interview people, I end with this in, in my actual oh, really? business world um, Okay. because it's one of my favorite because it gets you thinking. Uh, it's a
1: great question.
0: So you've um, got to run it. So there's many aspects of the business. So um,
1: keep yeah, going mm. and they can
0: be anybody. So don't be, you know, anybody? anybody? Okay. You want, anybody in the world. I'm going
1: to, I'm going to kidnap Masai Ujiri then.
0: Ooh, there you <laughs> he's going to, he's
1: going to come my yeah. way. So it's me. So I get, wait, do I get three more people
0: or two more people? Two more.
1: Two more people. Um, I'm going to also take LeBron when he retires because who wouldn't want to come be a (laughs) part? if LeBron's there? Apparently, that's where everyone goes. So um, I'm going to bring in LeBron. So I got one more.
0: Yeah, you're trying to buy out somebody now that you got LeBron?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even get me started. (laughs) Um, uh, Last one, last one. I would probably bring... Hmm man this is such a great question i would probably bring i have to pick something in um this is so so pressure i'm gonna bring rachel nichols i'm bringing rachel nichols because she knows her stuff and everyone has respect for rachel nichols and i feel like she would be very good um just to have for not just for like communication purposes but she i feel like has a an uncanny ability to connect with people and just whether she's interviewing them or getting to know them, whatever the case may be, also a big fan of Rachel Nichols. So I'm bringing her along. So we have a nice, well-rounded group.
0: So Rachel Nichols is, uh, she's running customer service for sure. That's
1: right. <laughs> she's drove. honestly, she's running it all. We're all just following along because she knows her stuff.
0: I like that. Um, so yeah, shout out again, Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. b- definitely bring in the sibling. Um, that means you've you've had a lot of time together and you can work well together. Um, We're going to bring in Masai and LeBron, Rachel Nichols. Uh, Why not? Uh, Good team. I like it.
1: Uh,
0: it. Well, let's get into a little bit of basketball talk, a little bit about you. This is your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me what you have going on in your world. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you have so much going on. We talked about (laughs) it when I kind of brought you in. Uh, But you have podcasts, you have uh, your writing, everything, uh, school. So what's going on with you? Anything new? Anything to tell us about that we need to uh, follow you on?
1: Um, so I guess just to, if you want to keep up with my work or, or anything, any conversations, I guess that I'm a part of a lot of those locker room conversations tend to uh, kind of come <laughs> over to Twitter, which I love. I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, but yeah, you can, you can find me on Twitter at lgun with four ends. Um, there are always, I always tweet out the locker room link whenever we go live. So that way we can get as many people in there having conversations about any team, any player, anything basketball related. I just, I absolutely love the conversations on locker room. Um, if you can't tell, and then yes, also the podcast links, uh, to the blue hardwood and the gunshot are both in there and my Mavs Moneyball articles also go through there. So that's what I'm doing basketball related. And like you said, I am wrapping up my master's in accounting. I'm about to finish, uh, in May. So counting down the days because I'm just the whole online learning has—it's not totally online, but it's just not been pleasant. So, I'm ready to kind of take take the next step forward in my life and and kind of just keep <laughs> it moving.
0: I uh, hear you. Uh, so yeah, so locker room app—we didn't uh, you know talk too much about it, but mm-hmm. it has been um, a really good place for sports, but also other things. Um, yeah. And so shout out them. Uh, they're at locker room app. Uh, it's very simple. Just spell it out: locker room app. Uh, they're very good uh, and I know that's where you know you do record over there uh, with Brian um, mm-hmm. and so I just want to make sure uh, we shout out the locker room on that but uh, let's get in a little bit about the Grizzlies and the Mavericks they just played. Um, that shot one one answer you have to pick. Is that Luca or is that luck?
1: Um, if it's if I'm picking one
0: yeah. You tell me—is that Luca or is that luck? I—I mm. I, I have my opinion.
1: Yeah, yes. it's hard because it's absolutely luck. At the same okay. time, I see Luca take shots like that all the time, and so yep. it's absolutely luck. But it's not—it's not like oh, that's the one—that's the first time I'm ever going to see him do something like that, and that'll be the last time.
0: Right, or that's right, the right. first time
1: I've seen that, and that'll yep. be the—that's la- not the case. So. It's definitely luck, but that is so Luca. So yeah. I just remember, I don't know how that happened because the shot, <laughs> it was I, I was speechless. I really was. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to say luck on that one, but I don't want Mav's Twitter to be like, Lauren, who's two side of you on? So, but, so I have to give him the props, but right. and a shot like that you have after Grace and Alan missed the fruit or like when you oh. fouled him, you had like a point, I want to say it was like 0.1% to win that game. Yeah. And somehow it happened. Like, I don't even know what happened, but it was nuts. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah. So I definitely know. uh, No, I think it was luck because he's just throwing it up there, trying to, you know, create because he, you know, when he caught the ball, he was not in position to take a shot, pull up, you know, Don't even get me
1: started on that. I was not (laughs) happy about that. I was like, what are we doing?
0: Anyway, keep going. So, uh, but he did get to a spot to create. So. I like your answer better than mine. Mine was always like, you know, come on, that's luck. Like everybody's giving mm-hmm. Luca praise, but to to actually get to that spot where he's allowing himself to get a shot off, mm-hmm. that is Luca, and, and Luca does do special things. He's a special player. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into him a little bit later, but I I think I like your answer better than mine before uh, before uh, we got onto here, uh, because yes, it it was absolutely luck, but it's also Luca. Luca is you know he does he's a magician. Um, it's he's crazy.
1: Not. He's really nuts. And um, one thing and why I'm like, oh, it's just so Luca. Every time he gets fouled, he throws the ball up. I don't know how he doesn't get like three delay a game calls each game, (laughs) each quarter even. But every time he gets fouled, he throws the ball up. And he's always looking for the continuation. He always (laughs) complains about it. Um, And there are definitely times where he deserves the continuation. Other times, maybe not so much. But it's the shots where he's off balance. He just throws it up there where he just – He's, he really is Luca magic because he just pulls these things out of his, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And so it's, it's really crazy, but yeah, definitely a lot of luck for the amount of time that was on the clock for (laughs) them anticipating the step back. And I saw a tweet. It was like, they were looking for the step back and he did a step through and it was just the weirdest thing i will never forget
0: that shot it was an but... actual shot i thought he just threw it up just whatever he it was an actual it shot was a little bit so of... when i went back and you know i kind of you know wasn't as mad about it because <laughs> it was a shot uh but i was really kind of mad and i don't get mad yeah. about games i was mad at that <laughs> i get because mad about games <laughs> it wasn't Luca. i wasn't even mad at the maps i was mad at that we could not actually capitalize on uh, playing a good game but um mm-hmm. you know we'll get it into more of that matchup. The Mavs, uh, as we currently are talking, uh, we are recording on a Sunday. This comes out Monday morning. Uh, but the Mavs have a game tonight uh, against the Sacramento Kings. They're heavily favored. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings have lost nine in a row. I, I know the um, uh, the Mavs just lost a game. Uh, but currently they're 30-25. and 25. The Mavs are in the Grizz are a game behind 29-26. So right there in the 7-8 and eight seed. So let's get into the news that is going on right now, the mm-hmm. play-in games. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on how it's uh, structured. And as and if everybody's listening, the seven and eight uh, seed play uh, teams, they play one game. The higher ranked team, which would be the seventh, seventh place, would have a home field advantage. And then the tenth and the I'm sorry, the ninth and the tenth play each other. And then the high ranked team, which would be the ninth, they have the home field court, whatever. And then after that, the winner of the nine ten, loser of the seven, eight, they go and play at the higher rank place whatever it would be which would be a seven or eight whoever loses that game so
1: mm-hmm.
0: easy for me to explain i have strong thoughts on it and i've shared them many times tell me mm-hmm. what you think about these play-in games and what in the world are they doing
1: oh man it's i don't feel like first let me start this by saying i don't feel like i'm called qualified enough to give like a real true <laughs> like a take on it um I personally think, and not just because the Mavs are seventh in the West right now, I really do think it should just be eight, nine, and 10. Um, yeah. And you should have like a, a nine and 10 play each other, or maybe they do. No, that would take way too long. Never mind. You have nine and 10 play each other. And then maybe it's best of three. I don't know how long that could, that's like a week of games though. That's a lot of time. And so yeah. that, I don't know that that would work, but somehow I think it needs to be nine and 10. And then the winner maybe goes on to play eight and then you go from there. But the West is so tight. So to have four teams really kind of, and it's four teams battling for two spots. So it's, it is what it is. Um, But I, I also, I also feel like for Dallas, Dallas is a specific situation. I mean, some, some people have been outspoken about their thoughts on the playing games that are related to, in relation to the, to the Mavs. Um, But I feel like if the shoe was on like Dallas, when we didn't have boards in the beginning of the season and we lost a lot of guys to COVID health and safety protocols for three weeks, I think we were missing five guys. Um, I mean, not the whole time, but you, you get what I'm saying. If we had lost a couple of more games and we're kind of sit, hanging around that nine, 10 spot because the West really is so tight. And so if, if the shoe like was on the other foot, and we were on the outside looking in, well, the play in games would be fantastic, right? but the yeah. reality is, is it's kind of like, okay, well, there are definitely games that we lost that we should have won, but that's how every team feels. It's an yeah. 82 game, well, 72 game season. And so for me, I'm kind of, my whole thing is you have to control what you can control. And so if you're not maximizing on these opportunities, blowing games against Charlotte, Chicago, I mean, Charlotte's tough. Don't get me wrong. Okay you need to be maximizing on these games on the, on the teams that are Houston. (laughs) Um, I just, (laughs) that one really gets me really gets me. Um, But I just, I don't know that that's why I'm like, you can't really complain about the playing games if you're not maximizing on your opportunities. So, I don't hate the playing game. It's not that I, it, it's the type of thing, where I Okay. Well, they're giving this, they're giving this a whirl and if it stays, whatever, but you have, you can only control what you can control. So I don't really spend time thinking about, well, the playing games suck. They got to go. Yeah. Like, I don't really think about it that way, but I mean, we could easily in three weeks, granted Dallas has an easy schedule through the month of May for the most part, they sh- maybe they'll, they'll make the most of that. I don't know, but if they lose a couple and end up being one of those outside teams looking in, I mean, playing games going to look real nice. So what are your thoughts on it? Because it's very complicated. It's not, it's, it's to me, it's not so black and white.
0: Yeah, it's not. And I I like that they have the play in games um, because it does allow that, I guess that excitement at the end of the season, Uh, you have the nine 10 that's able to still get in. uh, And usually they're all within a certain amount of games of each other. Um, I do think they should have put in um, like they did in the bubble. I like the bubble style format much better.
1: Yeah, I'm with you You to
0: lose two games. And like, and like you said, it's just the eighth, eighth, eighth place team. But I think putting that level of, you know, what the record is, if you're so far behind, I don't think you should be allowed to, to, to play in that game. That's true. Um, and so my, my frustration with it is the advantage of the actual seven, eight seeded team. You play all year. And as you said, there's games you should win, games you shouldn't lose, whatever. There's so many games that, you know, that should go, you know, that can go up and, and level itself out along the way. But it's still frustrating. And that's what people always go back to. But in the end, the end of the day, that's the NBA. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. My frustration is that there isn't an actual advantage for the seven and eight team. Let's say if, uh, let's just use the Grizzlies because I'm a Grizzlies fan. So mm-hmm. the Mavericks, uh, you know, they have the home court game and they play the Grizzlies. <laughs> Well, then Mm -hmm. the Grizzlies lose that game and then they get to go fly home and have a home court advantage against a nine, 10, you know, play, play in team that just won. So you're coming off a loss going home. They're coming off a win coming into your house with nothing to lose.
1: Exactly.
0: I think that's tough. I I wish if they would just change it up a little bit because there are so many days, I wish that nine, 10 team had to play on a back to back. And I think that oh, okay. flips that keep everything as it is and flip it. I think that makes more sense. But I agree. Uh, yeah, but I just wanted to ask, you know, kind of thought your thoughts on everything and see uh, what it was. But
1: yeah, but it's, it's it's tough just because yeah. so like you said, the teams that are in that seventh and eighth spot, like you have everything to lose and really nothing to gain yeah. from where you already are, and so it's just. I don't know. That's why it's very hard for me because I'm like, okay, well, if you're on the outside looking in and you go take these two teams down, but at the same time, as I'm watching Dallas, Dallas loses to teams that they shouldn't lose. Like I just right. said, but, and so it's, it's really, and, and I don't know, maybe that's, maybe this is a bad example, but on any given night, Dallas can lose to a team that whether they play harder or they have a big man, cause we don't really have a defensive <laughs> big man. Right. Well, you know, you know, as evidenced by that, uh, by Jonas Valanciunas tearing us apart. Um, but it's that's where i'm like yeah this could get real because i i've said so many times in the playoffs i would welcome a matchup against anyone except utah denver and the lakers a healthy lakers team outside of that i will take anyone as a mavericks fan um yes i'm a little bit biased obviously but i really do think luca is that good and i think we could we could make something happen maybe so um but the play-in game if we're looking at this, we're, we're going to be in the playing games. I'm just going to let you know right now. And so they could easily blow that. And if they do, oh, I'm going to be red hot. I'm going well, to if be you absolutely. These teams,
0: uh, so, for one, you could. So, Dallas uh, could jump up and take over Portland. Portland, mm-hmm. I know they haven't been playing well. Uh, they just, uh, they're coming They They had a win, uh, and but they were struggling uh, for a time.
1: Mm-hmm. They could
0: easily catch Portland. But even if, you know, we'll even include Portland. Portland, Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, and we'll include uh, New Orleans. That's six teams. Either one of those teams could beat either other other team. Like yeah. those six. But then when you look at, you're talking about Dame Lillard, Luca, Ja, Steph Curry, Demar Derozan, crazy. Zion. That every team has a player that could actually win you a game, and exactly. that's that's, what that's the NBA why
1: wants. I'm yeah yeah. And so on that in that. As, or from that aspect I do like I get that because yeah. if you go out and you just outplay someone especially if you're like the 10 seed looking in I mean if you go out, I mean say the Warriors like you said you mentioned Steph the yeah. Warriors just go on a tear in the play-in games and they're just like just shooting lights out and then they make their way in like that right. could easily happen in my opinion and so I I just I don't know especially and and I to keep it coming back to Dallas If we get matched up against a team that has a big man, like (laughs) it's not going to be good. So that's, that's my concern. That is my concern.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, now that you said, I want to come back to those matchups in a second, Mm -hmm. because I'm curious. I have um, some, some questions about that, but let's get into a little bit about the roster. Um, Who on the, the Mavs roster currently uh, now that trade deadline, all that's passed. Who's the most under the radar player that just kind of jumped off the page and off the court to you?
1: Um, I'm going to say Jalen Brunson. Okay. I think, uh, a lot of, he is getting a lot of, uh, respect and recognition, but I also, I don't feel like he gets nearly enough recognition right. um, because one of the most underrated things that he does is that he, he can be put in any role and be successful at that role. When Luca, if Luca is getting a night off, Jalen Brunson will step into that starting that starting role, and can easy, kind of easily put up thirty points or twenty points. Like he's he's not just a, a filler or a rotation piece. He's a huge huge part of our depth and and our identity. So um, I think Jalen Brunson, as he continues to get more years under his belt, he's going to kind of be looked at as a guy that's just so solid. He's very durable, doesn't really get injured. I mean, he did have a, a significant shoulder. He had shoulder surgery at the end of, uh, well, yeah, that was complicated. But uh, for the most <laughs> part, he just, he doesn't really get hurt. He's just so, so solid. And he just plays like he's been in the league for 10 years. And so, um, again, a guy that I think will will kind of get that recognition more so as time goes on. But definitely him for me. He's had an amazing year.
0: Is he uh, long-term a starter?
1: See, that's the question because we've had, I have that conversation a lot with my brother and with my dad, and they both are like, you know, this guy, as he gets more experience, he could be that secondary ball handler next to Luca in that starting group. He keeps those shooting numbers up right around 40%. Why not? Um, but my problem is I don't really think of him as much as. I just don't really see him as a creator, which is weird because he does, there are certain things that he does that I'm like, I don't know how he does this on a consistent right. basis. He's just so crafty and he he's not super, super quick, but, or super, he actually is pretty quick. He's not super, super athletic or springy, but he gets to his spots like Luca does. So, yeah. and they have great chemistry. So it could be on the table, especially if we swing and miss and free agency, that might just be what we're looking at. So I wouldn't be mad if that was the case down the line a little bit because he has developed really well. My, my only cr- uh, criticisms of his game, he's proven me wrong and, and improved those those areas. Um, so so maybe, but I'd like to think that I'd like him to be around as kind of this bench running that second unit, playing 20, like 25, 30 minutes a game, um, and then having kind of more of a star star power guy next to next to Luca, but I just I don't know if that's in the cards yeah I'd like to think but who
0: knows. yeah he he's not making a lot of money this year and mm-hmm. it, it looks like next year um he's going to be at 1.8 uh mm-hmm. roughly and so you have him at another year of a really good contract yeah. and that's a big question where do you go after to that uh because I, I don't know what you pay your six man your backup point guard um, mm-hmm. Or does he jump for a team that's maybe coming up that is ready in two years and he wants to jump and take that money, which all young players and most humans uh, like to do, um, right. what does he do? And so I think that's a good question that you're going to answer um, as a Maz right. fan, as the front office, is what do you do with Jalen Brunson? Because I think he is a important role uh, on this team, but he's an important player for sure and a really good player. Uh, I've been very impressed with him and somebody else I've been impressed with lately, uh, Chris Statsporzingas. What's your thoughts on him? I I know he was getting beat up a lot early in the season when he came back and maybe Mm -hmm. he came back a little too early. Who knows? We, you know, and maybe it was rust. What's your thoughts on him and can he make your team that much better?
1: Yeah. So I, I am on, I'm still on the KP train. I am a big fan of what him and Luca can be as they continue to, mesh together build their chemistry and just have more experience playing together um there have been a lot of uh criticisms among mavs twitter and and uh, i guess even nba twitter but i like porzingis because he's such a good fit next to luca and while so many people complain about well his defense is not what we thought it was going to be he gets annihilated by any um dominant opposing big man. And we don't really want to put him on someone like Joel Embiid or Jokic even because we're worried about those knees and we don't need him banging down there, but there are ways to go around that. You can go get someone like they're not going to go get Draymond green, but they could get someone like that to go put and try to match up with these, to try and solve those problems. Like try to hide him yeah. and try to just not put that, that load on or make him carry that load. Um, but I do love having poor zingus because when he gets going the, the way they're they they play they are able to both go off on the same night right and on those nights it's it's scary and so I I refuse to think that those are rare occasions they have been so far but in the bubble we were a very broken team Porzingis didn't even play that whole series got ejected in I believe it was game one I might have been game two I think it was game one um and Jalen Brunson was out Dwight Powell was out like we just we were very uh we just we were very uh under equipped team i guess uh maybe that's not the right word but uh i like i want him around i don't yeah. want him to go i think that this team you get maybe you get another star in there and this team looks a lot different you get that defensive minded big next to porzingis if you have to go overpay Rashawn holmes just to take that load off of porzingis and get a better interior defensive presence i think that that would do wonders for the team and poor Zingas because he wouldn't feel so much pressure to carry that load because the games that he's checked out or you can see that he's frustrated, he checks out and, and, and it just has this domino effect, but when he's locked in and he is just active, 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 he's cutting to the basket. He's going for every offensive rebound. I mean, it's crazy the impact that he has on our team. And so um, I need him to stay consistent that's on him. Right. So that's my biggest thing. I know he's not going to, he's not going to go off for 30 and 10 every single night, but I need the effort to be there. And yeah. so there have been times, like I said, where I feel like he checks out and that's where I have a problem. So as long as that is not a regular thing, then I'll be okay. But I I'm still on the Porzingis trade or train. <laughs> I know a lot of people are not, but, uh, or, or a lot of Mavs, Mavs Twitter people are, are out on him, but yeah. I'm, I'm still there.
0: Yeah. I I like him. I, I, like you said, the fit is there. Uh, If they can figure out how to mesh properly, uh, I think that is the right spot uh, because I think, you know, your ceiling is with him and and Luca together, because I think, you know, realistically, I don't know of another player that you're putting beside him, you know, outside of a top 10 player, because you can't just go get them. Right. They have to, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just impossible. So out yeah. of the players that are even available in the free agent market, or that you can have your chances, you can't go out and get anybody better. So mm-hmm. I think it has the potential to be really good, um, and they're still young. Um, and they so are still very young. KP is twenty five. Uh, Lucas twenty two. Uh, both under both under contract next year. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca will obviously get a max extension. We all know that. Uh, but let's go to Luca. Mm-hmm. What is it about him, um, and what is his ceiling?
1: Oh, I don't even know that I have a question about what his ceiling is because the trajectory that he's on right (laughs) now at 22 is it's hard to even really predict what that's going to end up looking like because he's just such a incredible talent. But what I love about him is how he's, he's just not this, he's not this like overwhelmingly athletic, just wow look at him fly <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. not, that's
0: not it he's one of but, us
1: <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah he's yeah, exactly but he just he played and this is what everybody says but he plays at his own pace he gets to his spots and it's crazy because the best defenders in the game doesn't matter doesn't matter how quick you are doesn't matter if you're ben simmons and you're strong and you've got the wingspan you've got the size it doesn't matter he's going to get to his spots and he can score at will so um it's crazy i remember after his rookie rookie year there were those pictures that came out i don't know if you ever saw them um but he everyone was like slim lucas here Slim." Luca's here. <laughs> he's not and here. i <laughs> was like if we don't get that out of the universe like he's just i don't really think that he's ever really going to change my dad and i actually had like an An in-depth conversation about this and how he's just—he's got this this like grown man's body, even though since he's been like 18, he's huge. So he's going to maybe—I mean, some guys as they stay in the league, they just get more like cut, but he's going to be a big dude, which helps him get to his spots. Like he's not fast, so I'm not mad when people are going, "Oh, chunky Luca's here." Uh, He's—he knows what he is and whatever, (laughs) but. I he's just he's such a unique player. And the vision for me, it's his passing abilities, his vision, his instincts. It's crazy how I would watch former Mavs teams and I would be like, this is where the ball should be going. This is the pass that should be made. This is the guy that should have the ball and be taking the shot on every single possession. And I cannot tell you how many possessions I have seen with Luca. And maybe I feel like I'm looking ahead two steps where the pass is going to go. And he's looking ahead seven and he gets that and he gets uh, it done in seconds. And you're just like, what, 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 and the announcers, I love the announcers that cover the, the Fox sports Southwest crew, um, or now sorry, Bali sports Southwest now. Yeah, really. Um, I know I gotta, crazy. I gotta, I gotta get that. Um, but, um, they, there are just so many times when they're just watching Luca and they just start laughing because they're like, this kid is unreal. He's yeah. unreal. He's just so unique. And so I love when he gets everybody involved and, and everybody's just locked in and, and it, right. the game just, it's just, uh, it's so fun to watch. So I'm very lucky that I get to watch that and that he's what we got right after Dirk. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's so, that is crazy because it's crazy. you now have two people that are one, you know, they're both European. And they mm-hmm. both can span potentially 40 years if they were to stay in the league. Um, that's a long time. That's a lot of um, fans that with their parents can kind of share that. That's, that's special. And, um, and something else that's special is his nicknames. <laughs> I want you to give me your favorite one. And I, I did not plan this until right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to read off some ones that are on Basketball Reference. Yes. If it's one of those, uh, feel mm-hmm. free. Uh but I'm gonna go ahead and read off. They there's like eight, ten, maybe. Yeah, some uh, of right. them are bad. <laughs> all right. They're bad. The matador. Nope. Or, that's or, the one that I gets me. Yeah, or El Matador, as we, okay. we did. Uh Cool Hand. I guess that's Cool Hand Luca. Uh yeah. The, okay. The Don. So, not a bit. Nope. Not. Don't Wonder know where boy. that came
1: from. Wonder boy. Yes. Yeah. I remember when Wonder boy came around. Okay.
0: El Nino Maravilla. Is that right? <laughs> it's okay (laughs) that's right all right um swaggy l yeah Uh, i I guess that's from swaggy p Um, i don't know where that came from all right Luca legend that's that's good but like come on like i've seen that on some
1: dallas uh like shirts in the in like the uh the hanger is what it's called where they sell all the all the merch and i'm not
0: a huge fan of of the Luca legend anyway keep going uh last one too easy i don't know where that come from maybe because everything's too easy for luca um (laughs) is there a local one that you like or one of those that you just kind of just love
1: i think luca magic is just is kind of perfect because it just it just works and i think it and i think it uh first came to be when he hit that I don't even want to call it a shot in Portland where he threw it up from the corner and everyone was just like, what just happened? And he didn't even know what happened. I don't know if you ever remembered his face, but he's like, and DeAndre Jordan's (laughs) sitting there like, and it's just, it's crazy. And I don't know if that was where it it might've honestly been the Rockets game where he kind of put the whole team on his back and really showed what he can do as the guy. Um, But he just, when he gets going, it's, it's crazy. And so, and it's, it's, you're watching and you don't, you can't really believe what you're watching. And so I think Luca magic just works perfectly because it's, it's like, it's magic. You just, you can't even understand what you're seeing because it's so amazing. So that's the one for me.
0: Yeah. I like that. Uh, that is my favorite too. Um, and I don't know where that came from. I never really heard it. It's just, it's, it's just magical what he does. Sometimes you're just like, all right, like the hesitation moves. It's a small old man's game that he still has. That's a little european style uh, but let's uh let's finish up the maps before we hit on a little bit about the grizzlies since this mm-hmm. is a grizzlies podcast uh we try to kind of you know dig around and try to sponsor yeah. other fans and so um we love having you on here but let's go ahead into expectations for this year this Mavs team and then we'll talk matchups okay what do you think this ex- you know what do you expect of this year
1: I expect us, and, and when I say it, I'm also, I'm also we better is, is where I'm at. <laughs> um, we need to get in the playoffs, get out of the play-in games, get into the playoffs. And I, I I am hopeful, and I think it's reasonable to expect that we can get out of the first round unless wow. we're playing Denver. If we're playing Denver, um, well, even, and I hate to even say this, but with the Jamal Murray situation, does change a lot if you're going it up does. against Denver. So
0: that's I have a question for that because I'm yeah. curious. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm on the same train with you on Denver because I think the Mavericks a, can beat yeah. them.
1: I I kind of think that now. I do think that now. Um, and and it, ah, Denver is so tough, and that will be a nightmare for us on the inside between Aaron Gordon and Jokic. Yeah. But um, Utah. Utah is tough. I mean, we've beaten Utah, but they just—we don't have any answer for Rudy Gobert. It's a nightmare for us. So between and then the Lakers, I, that ain't gonna happen. But outside of that, I do think that we can we could upset. I I would take Phoenix. That'll be tough, but I really do think. I'm not too too high on DeAndre Ayton. Like okay. I, I think he's a solid player. Um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in his basketball IQ. So there are many times when I'm like, okay, we are we are pointing that out and just tearing that apart because I <laughs> there have just been a couple of moments when I the announcers don't even know what to say because they're like, this is not going so well for Phoenix right now anyway. Um, and so uh, I wouldn't be opposed to going up against Phoenix. That will be a very tough matchup. I'd say outside of outside of the three teams that I don't want to play, Phoenix is the next team that obviously that's the top of the west but i would take the clippers any day over phoenix i would phoenix has so many um perimeter defenders and they can just switch and chris paul like that's not an easy guy to bet against neither is book so um phoenix all right i'd take the clippers over over phoenix but yeah so uh, i guess expectation if we go up my dream scenario we get in the playoffs first round we go up against clippers we take out the clippers and then that'll probably
0: be it so, right,
1: so that's th- what I'm sticking
0: to. I, I like that. Cause that's my next question. Um, my, it was going to be your, your favorite matchup or your worst because, and, and this yeah. is taking out of, this is taking Portland and Memphis out because there's no way you're going to get away from us enough to play us. Uh, any one of those teams, Portland or Memphis, the Lakers, Denver Clippers, Phoenix, and Utah could all maneuver its way around depending on the playing game. Could you drop down, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Your your best matchup against the Clippers.
1: I do think it's the Clippers. Okay. I think that they're gonna want that revenge. That those games never fail to be intense. Um, and I I I just think that that they could do that. I do think okay. that they could take them out. Um, and then I'd say least favorable matchup would be would be the Lakers, a healthy Lakers team because Le- Le- LeBron. Le- I mean, yeah, you can't <laughs> stop LeBron, but bigger problem is honestly Anthony Davis, because yeah. if you can just get Luca to try and to, to match point production wise, what LeBron is doing, then they kind of cancel each other out. But when Anthony Davis is doing Anthony Davis yeah, on both ends of the floor that we just don't have an answer for that. So that's why I don't want the Lakers. I don't, I am in the position that I don't think the Lakers have too much depth. I know right. some people think that they have so much great talent I don't really think that that's necessarily the case, um, but so that's why I'm like, if we go up against the Lakers, ugh, yeah, I, I, there's still at <laughs> least
0: favorable matchup, like, yeah, it's yeah, well, tough. And I like your, your thinking, because if I'm a Mavericks team as well, you have the addition of Marcus Gasol and Andre Drummond, two bigs. It doesn't matter who starts. It doesn't. It, it just does not matter. You have those two bigs that are going to one defend you well. Mark's going to defend you well and pass well, mm-hmm. and Drummond can can obviously just get rebounds. And that's yeah. what you don't want to happen. Um, and then you get in two guys that might be you know a little bit better than those two, and Anthony Davis and LeBron, just a little, <laughs> just not much. A little bit. That's right. Um, that is. But the caveat are they healthy? And so that, right. Yeah. And you say healthy, that, that is the team.
1: Right. And the thing with Andre Drummond and I have stood by this, if you are a team, in my opinion, that has a bunch of uh, switchable defenders, you don't need him to be this anchor to your defense. Right. He is an, in my opinion, a, an impactful player if he's there solely to get you rebounds, Hmm. you're not going to be running your offense through him. You don't want him handling the ball. He's not gonna be the most uh, switchable defender or, or anything like that but if you have those guys and you just need someone that's going to clog the paint and get you rebounds every single time offensive end defensive end he's going to be there then yeah he's worth going to get so I agree um, that was why I was I was kind of looking at a couple of teams saying man they could I wouldn't be mad if they got Andre Drummond one team that I actually really wanted to get him was Charlotte I thought that, that would be really fun. Um, but I was like, that's never going to happen, especially with the whole buyout thing. <laughs> but I was like, man, Charlotte, please trade for him. But I actually, I played around with that trade. And because they have so many rookie contracts, it was like nearly impossible had to yeah. make like five guys in there to make it work. That's besides the point. Yeah. But that's my stance on Andre Drummond, because yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I, I mean, I stand by it.
0: And, the, and those teams like Charlotte, Grizzlies, even you know Mavericks, you don't get buyout players. Um, no, because you don't. we're not the, you know, the New York, LA um, it's just you know even Miami because Miami, of, you know, yeah. Miami is what That's it is um, so all right let's transition to uh, a little bit of the Grizzlies Um the Mavericks and the Grizzlies play one more time on uh, May 11th so I okay. I expect that to be another good game it is back yeah. in Memphis and so I bet that game finds a TV Maybe they somehow flex it in. I'm not sure because that's so the Grizzlies have, would have three games after that. I'm not looking the Maverick schedule, but that would be, you know, the fourth last to the last game of the year. Okay, A lot yeah. of play in potential. Um, what have you seen and, and quick thoughts on the Grizzlies? Uh, but we just got I like to know from the outsiders what mm-hmm. it looks like. What are your thoughts on these matchups that you've seen so far between these two teams?
1: You know, every time we play Memphis, and I'm not just saying that this because I'm on your podcast, um, <laughs> I do get nervous because Memphis plays so hard, and they, even though they're a young team and they're they've got a lot of talent, yeah. they play like they have nothing to lose. And so, and when you you have the talent like Ja, Jaron when he's healthy, like when you have that talent, especially having Balanchunas. A guy that just oh god he just gives us work every single time. Um, that is really hard because there are teams there are young teams that go out there and they play with nothing to lose, but they don't have a whole lot of talent right. and they they'll get it, but they don't have it right now. So I never feel like Memphis is a game that you can be like oh pencil is a win because that's right. just I mean we shouldn't have won that last matchup. So um, sorry I'm trying to pull up some stats.
0: No, that's right here. But yeah, with I Memphis,
1: with I. I really like what they're doing.
0: Yeah, because it, like last night, for example, um, like I said, we're recording this on Sunday, but they played the uh, the Bucks. The
1: mm-hmm. Bucks
0: were a favorite by eight and a half, and there is no reason that the Grizzlies should beat them. But the fact that they play hard, they're going to play competitive for the most part. And it's hard to beat a bunch of professional athletes, you know, just on, you know, just a random night, you know. And so I, I do agree with that mm-hmm. sentiment, but. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup for both teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For Dallas, when we go up against Memphis, it's if, if Jaron was healthy and we were having to deal with a front court duo of Jaron and Jonas Valanciunas, like that's a nightmare. That is a nightmare. So, um, I I don't know if that's what that's going to look like on that matchup. So that might make things a little bit easier for us if for some reason, Jaron wasn't, wasn't back yet, but (laughs) I don't, I I just don't know enough about that situation. Um, But
0: well, Jaron, I expect him to be be back. Yeah. He's supposed to be coming back this this, well, this week? upcoming week. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Upcoming. Okay. Okay. That's what uh, I
1: thought I heard, but I wasn't sure if that was correct. So I w I didn't want to say that. Cause I, yeah, I don't they
0: sure. said before the end of the month. Um, and I did hear that he is planning on coming okay. back sometime in this road trip. I'm guessing Good. because you don't want to put him out in front of the home crowd right away. I don't know. We, you know, what's yeah. it, like 5,000 fans there, you know, you know, I don't yeah. really make too many people mad, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that that is uh, a guy who is definitely, a player that we haven't seen in this matchup. And I wonder, you know, for, you know, fourth the last game of the year, do you see depending on the matchups and what's going on, do we kind of make sure we hold stuff out? Does do teams jockey a little bit and say, you know what? We are probably going to play you in the play-in game. I'm not showing you anything else. Like we saw it, whatever. Yeah. You know, we'll just kind of ease back on it. So I'm curious. but Yeah.
1: I do think that that could potentially be something that, that comes into play. Uh, I forget who I was listening to the other day and they were talking about, uh, I want to say it was, it might have been Spolstra. Somebody was talking about Spolstra, I think. And they were saying how with certain matchups kind of getting towards, well, with, yeah, with certain matchups in the Eastern Conference. He will not, there are certain things that they just will not do in games. They will Mm -hmm. not do them. And then when the playoff rolls around, not not the play in game, but like when the playoffs would roll around and they'd go out against these teams, there would be zero film on any of these sets or any of these things. And so they would have no idea what was coming and then would have to make game time game to game adjustments. And I was like, Oh my God, I love that. I have never (laughs) thought about that. That's genius. So I do think as things get a little bit closer, we might see a little bit of that come into play. Right. But Yeah. Memphis is not a team that you want to play in the play-in game. That's the, they have shooting. They've got depth. They've got youth. (laughs) Like they don't get tired. Um, (laughs) It's just, you don't want that. If you're Dallas, some maybe, maybe I don't know. Portland might, might be all right with that. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want any part of it.
0: Yeah. I I think Memphis is a team that you don't want to play in that play-in because, um, they can be good because they're so young. You don't know really. And you don't have all the tape in the world on them. Okay. So you do have a lot of young players. Um, speaking of young players and we'll, you know, a couple more questions. We'll get out of yeah. here. Um, who's a young player that's kind of under the radar or that you've seen on this Grizzlies team outside of Ja, we know, you know, who he is. He's kind of, you know, grown to a little bit more of the superstar of our team. Uh, but is there anybody on our team that you just love?
1: Uh, Desmond Bain. No hesitation. I was, I was
0: hoping you said him.
1: Um, that guy was an incredible pickup for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, anyone that knows Mavs Twitter or anything about Mavs Twitter, for months leading up to the draft, <laughs> we were all watching Desmond Bain.
0: TCU, right?
1: Yeah, we knew we were like Dallas. Dallas wants him. We know they want him. If he's there at thirty-one, we're gonna take him. We don't know if we're gonna take him at eighteen, because. That might just be a little too high, but do they take him then? If that means you don't have to miss on him, what's going to happen? Obviously we saw what happened and Memphis sniped us. (laughs) Um, And I, when I tell you the defeat, because as I was going through like picks the 20 or through the twenties, I want to say the Lakers had the 25th pick. I could be wrong about that, but they were in the twenties and I was like, I swear to God, if Desmond Payne is a Laker, I'm going to lose my mind. And they didn't take him, And I keep watching. I keep watching. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's there. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. We're going to get Desmond Bain. And then as soon as I saw (laughs) that the pick was traded, I was like, son. Oh, I was so angry. I was so angry and Mav's Twitter just erupted because we had been waiting for that moment and it got taken right out from under us. And so, I mean, that's the way it goes. That's the business, but Desmond Bain, is a fantastic player. He's fun to watch. I think he's great for young cores to a great team guy. So I'm going to be really excited to see him continue to develop. He's become a really big part of this, this little shooting trio that they have mm-hmm. uh, lighting it up from the three point line. And so that's been fun to watch. And I've, I've enjoyed ha- uh, seeing him have a significant role within that rotation. Um, so he he's definitely it for me. I also want to give a shout out to Xavier Tillman. I that's am a big fan of his I think that was also a fantastic pickup so he was a guy that we could have used in Dallas as well right. so no, um, you're right like him.
0: and some people knock um, a lot of the Grizzlies draft picks um, they say because oh, really? the, 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 this, they, they look good now but the ceiling on these players is very low is what they say which is I get it but it's the Grizzlies have yeah. of, as of late they go young on a pick but then they'll go with with the veteran which is the four-year guy who's proven and that might not have the the ceiling that other players have potentially, which is right. a, a, a weird, you know, word that people love that, you know, use potential, but um, I, I don't agree with that. Um, but I do think Xavier Tillman would fit great on this Mavericks team. He sure would.
1: Yeah, he, he brings a lot of what we need. Um, kind of going back to Desmond Bain real quick, and and this is something that I think goes hand in hand with how Mavs Twitter needs to look at. Free agency drafts. We don't have any draft picks anymore, but um, (laughs) we never probably never will again. Um, But between the draft and free agency, and this is, I I believe, is kind of the case for Memphis. You don't have to go, you're not going to sign a Kawhi. Neither of us are going to sign a Kawhi, but you don't need to draft that guy either. You don't need to swing for the fences, take a flyer, or not take a flyer, but maybe pick uh, Poku in this last draft just to see what happens. Dallas and Memphis they have their guys. They know right. who their duo is, they know who their star is and those guys are all that good. I told Sean Coleman that I absolutely believe Jaw is a future MVP. I have no doubt in my mind. Um I believe that. Maybe not everyone does, but I do. Um and so you don't really need to look at highest ceiling and and that's where you that's where you go. So yeah. I don't I don't hate one bit them picking up uh Desmond Bain, a guy like you said Uh, played played uh, had a long career at at TCU is a little bit older in in the draft Um, but he I mean he's an instant impact guy so I I thought it was a great pick and and I in my mind when I saw that they got both Tillman and Desmond Bain (laughs) I was like is this for real so I I don't think that they had a bad draft by any means
0: no I I I love it Memphis has been uh, really good Um, and this last one um, your thoughts on this and we'll end on this one okay the next five years Mm -hmm. Where do you see these Mavericks and these Grizzlies in the league? I mean, we're talking about Luca and Jaw, because I do believe they're both going to get maxed out in their next contract um, as as they should. Yes. Where do you see these, uh, these franchises who are not the big time franchises? LeBron's going to be probably retired. I would imagine by that time, Mm -hmm. Lucas entering his prime Jaw's entering his prime, you know, what's your thoughts on the five years, you know, from today out.
1: So I, I, I like this question Um, and I want to use current Denver as an example of how I think this could go Um, because jaw and even Jaron, like you can throw Jaron right in there and Luca, they're all such unique talents. Mm -hmm. If you're the front offices for those, for each of those teams, you're going to do everything you can to hang on to those guys because they just don't come around very often. And so I think that, there will be certain time periods or or windows maybe I should say where the front offices are going to say, okay, these guys are in their prime or we have money to spend here. We're going to swing for the fences and just try to get this team as loaded as we can. And we're just going to push for it. And I think that they're going to be uh, teams in the West that are just, they're there every year. They're tough playoff matchups for every team. And that's just going to be what it is because they have um, they've drafted well and they, well, some have, (laughs) <laughs> Twitter might come for me for that one. But um they they have their future set up and it's a bright one but for in both situations. And so uh I really do think that they're going to be teams that are just they're they're there every single year. Maybe and and maybe I was about to say like Milwaukee, but I don't think that's a weird comparison because Milwaukee is just so dominant in, in the regular season. Right. Um but Every single year, it's like, oh, Milwaukee's going to be a tough playoff team. They're in the playoffs every single year. There's no doubt that they're going to miss it. Yeah. There's zero doubt. Um, and so I do think that that uh, maybe not maybe Ja, maybe Luca aren't necessarily Giannis, but they're just they're different. But they're that good in my mind. So I do see them as um, just both sticking with their teams. And I mean, from what I've seen, I know it's so early on, but I think that yeah. they're both very happy in their situations and they like. The culture of the teams that they're on, and so um, I know we're in a different era, and not everybody retires with who they're drafted by. <laughs> right. But I'm trying to not think that way, and I'd like to think that they both will stick with their teams because I just uh, I get to watch them so much, and so I I do love that. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, I I do think that they will just they'll be in the or the excuse me, the West, and uh, and they'll just be there every year, and maybe one year they'll just they'll have the right ingredients, the right, right. the right combination, and and maybe. One of them will pull one out, but I, I mean, I wouldn't pass them because they, they just are that good. Yeah. They're that good.
0: Yeah, I like that actually because I don't believe either one of these teams and franchises will have, you know, what maybe the LAs and the, you know, Miamis and New Yorks, whatever, will have where you can just easily get players in for free basically on a buyout mm-hmm. or whatever and I know that's a that's an eye roll as I just saw I can't <laughs> um, but I do believe that they can be franchises that can be in the top four top five
1: Absolutely. year in year
0: out and, and they just finally stay healthy one year get the right chemistry and they go win a championship I believe I that. both of these franchises will win a championship um, in the 2020s I believe that yeah okay and yeah I, I think that uh because I have belief in both these players I I think that Luca will for sure win an MVP yeah. has potential. If he can learn how to develop his game and he's still young and, and we want to make sure we give him a time, but I do, I, I do like your take on that because they will be teams uh, that will be really good because I think both franchises understand who they have, but they also mm-hmm. the players themselves. I think they really embody the city.
1: They yeah. do. They both do. And I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. And so I love it too, um, and I loved our conversation today. Me too. Uh, this is we'll, awesome. We'll wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank you. As if you're listening and you listen all the way through, thank you uh, so much for yes, for, for you. you know hanging out with us. Make sure you go follow Lauren. She's about to be a uh, recipient of a master's degree uh, within a month, and so congrats to that early on. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I know that if you if you have the locker room app, get on that. That's where I met Lauren. A lot of good people. Uh, but if you now have heard, this is why I love Lauren. She's very good at what she does. Um, and that's why she always has more people in her rooms than I do, but, oh. uh, but no, thank you again. Uh, we will probably revisit this. I would mm-hmm. imagine during the play-in game. Um, yeah, I'll try to get you and Brian back, um, awesome. unless somehow Dallas figures out how to take down Portland and get out to the sixth seed. So
1: God willing, <laughs>
0: Then <laughs> no, we not got to worry about the playing game anymore. But <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: we'll, right, well, cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I appreciate thank it you so
1: much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been this is awesome.
0: Again, I want to thank Lauren for joining us. Um, she is so good. She's so insightful. She doesn't carry a lot of bias, even though she is very much biased against the Mavericks. She doesn't come off like that. She's well rounded fan. Uh, she spoke speaks very highly of a lot of players in this league. And um, if you join us over at the Locker Room app, you'll find that as well. Her and so many other people uh, that we could shout out that I've kind of grown to know over the course of, you know, just being a fan and joining that. Maybe we're about a year of being over there at the Locker Room. And so um, it's been a blast. But Lauren was somebody I met over there who has very good opinions and they're very detailed and thoughtful. So uh, thank you again, Lauren, for hanging out with us and joining us uh, on a very good interview uh, one of probably my more favorite ones uh, the the clutch time questions were newer and so anytime I can think of new stuff uh, get the help of my, you know my wife and friends that kind of help us uh, kind of point out some new questions um, gets my mind thinking because we all know I am definitely not the brightest crown in the box so let's get into this week's games with the uh, the Grizzlies we have come off a very good, Road stretch so far. Um, the last two games of being on the road, we took out the Bulls. Yes, they were shorthanded, uh, Zach Levine, but uh, some new players there. Um, I, we we still got the win, one twenty six, one fifteen. That was very important. Uh, and then going against the Bucks, the Bucks on the road, we were an eight and a half point fate, uh, underdog there, and it was just a really good game. And all around, it was one of our better games. Um, I know that this game won't be looked at as being you know, the tipping point of when our season changed or nothing like that. But it will be a game that we look at maybe that Grayson Allen, his, his answer from what happened there in Memphis against the Mavericks that we talked about, those two missed free throws, comes back, lights up the scoreboard, 7 of 10 from deep with 26 points. JV did not have a double double. That is weird. Uh, he's now two games in a row that he hasn't had a double double. You know, but still another solid game from him. Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Kyle Anderson still doing Kyle Anderson things with eight points, eight rebounds, eight assists. The guy does everything. Um, and shout out Title League. Um, actually talk to um, on the locker room app through the Title League. Go uh, chase their um, their stuff there that they're doing they talked to a lot of moms throughout the league. And this week's um, episode was uh, Kyle Anderson. And so his mom was on there, Miss, uh, Miss Suzanne, and asked her a few questions. So go find that podcast. It was very good. Uh, she was so nice and gave a lot of really good, insightful questions about her Kyle, um, as I called it. And so I uh, I believe that that is something that you should listen to because uh, you know, Miss Suzanne was very, very good on there. But uh, but taking down the, the Bucks was a true good road win. And I think that this team is set up to make some noise heading into the playoffs. We're not close enough yet, but we're starting to average out our games. So where we are maybe not having to play so many weird games here and there, our schedule doesn't necessarily get easier, but we're starting to level out and, and making up all those games where everybody's kind of doing the same type schedule. Well, the Grizzlies go on the road, as we just said. They have five more games on the road. They mostly all, actually, yeah, mostly all come this week, except for that, uh, the Nuggets game that plays, you know, next Monday. So when you're hearing this a week from, you know, today, uh, they're going to play the, the Nuggets again on the road. But we're on the road all week this week. It looks like it is the West Coast road trip, so it's a lot of late nights. Uh, but we start off with the Nuggets. They are down Jamal Murray. The game's only at a minus 4.5, which is weird that we just went against the Bucs. We were 8.5 down. The Nuggets, who are just as good, if not possibly better, but they are without Jamal Murray, so that's probably where that line is right there at minus 4.5. These Grizzlies are playing good. Does the Denver Air get us? I don't know, but I I believe that we are a good matchup against Denver, especially shorthanded Jamal Murray. But then we go uh, the next day or two days later on a Wednesday, We play the Clippers. It's another late-night game. It is going to be on NBA TV, so that is important. The Clippers have been without uh, Kawhi Leonard as of late, so I'm not sure if he's going to get healthy enough to come back. But the Grizzlies will play there Wednesday, the 21st. They'll play the Clippers. Another good game, another tough team. And speaking of tough teams, two days later, we have the Trailblazers. They are in the sixth seed. They are trying to hold on. They were struggling for a bit. Even with the, you know, addition of Norm Powell, they're still struggling. They got a good win. I think it was yesterday. So Wednesday, we have the Clippers. Two days later against you know the Trailblazers on a Friday. Then we play the Trailblazers again on Sunday. We're gonna stay there. Another t- another tough game. This will be a very important stretch for the Grizzlies. That's four games. Looking at this, I think we have a chance against the Nuggets. We have won two in a row. We are kind of coming off the high. I feel like we can play well against Jokic. We're a team that can kind of fill the lanes, even though he can pass well. I do feel like we can play well against this team. I can see that being a win. All right, Wednesday against the Clippers. Tough team, tough matchup. They've been playing better with Kawhi Leonard. I think that's a for sure loss. So we're one and one headed into uh Portland against the Trailblazers. I think we can take at least one from the Trailblazers, and that would give us a two and two week. That would be very important for us. We do not want to go one and three this week. We have a lot of people in our tails. We are in the eighth seed as i said earlier a 29 and 26 record you know that would put us at 31 and 28 i feel like that's important to play 500 basketball against these tough stretches against these tough teams it's is a road trip the grizzlies are playing well on the road they're 16 and 10 when they're on the road so i believe that this week will be a very good week for us a good answer especially coming off that you know that that win that we had in milwaukee that nobody thought was possible I believe that this team is going to answer the call and we're going to play very well um, in, in this week coming up. So I, my prediction, definitely a 2-2 two and two week, and I think that's possible. So uh, that's all we have this week. This was a, a long interview with Lauren, but Lauren is, is very good, as I said, and I just wanted you to kind of hear that. We we think, as all Memphis fans do, and we're now seeing you know the Mavericks side of basketball, they think that they'll probably be in the seventh seed as well. Um, so us being a 7-8 matchup, I like that matchup. I really do. And I think that it could be a matchup that the Grizzlies could could be really set up well to play against them. They don't have a big like JV. JV takes over that matchup. If we can kind of make sure we keep the Luka magic down, I believe that this could be a rivalry for one in the future, the next five years, 10 years uh, for sure. Uh, But I think this is a very good matchup this year for these Grizzlies to play well against. So uh, I think that is going to be good. We'll meet back with Lauren and Brian. I will have them both together. Um, I know we play uh, a little bit before then against the Mavericks again, but I think having them on around the play in time uh, would be very, very important and kind of just dig in a little bit to more of this matchup and find out um, what this Mavericks and Grizzlies matchup would look like as a play in. So, Uh, just catch up back with us then. Uh, That'll be a good show as always, but we have a lot of good interviews coming up. If you have a chance, go follow me on my Twitter. It's at Daniel Greer. Also go follow free basketball. It is at free basketball three, as well as the lead sports media. They're at the lead SM three follows is all we ask. Let's have another good week and be nice and tell your friends.